Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What up, everybody? How are we doing? It's motherfucking episode 52. 52. That means you could listen to an episode a week for a whole damn year. Wow. What do you know about that? That's kind of crazy. It is. We got a ch- bunch of other shit on there. We got, we've had a shit yeah. on episodes, but officially this is 52. We've yet to do another after show. It's been a long time since we did those. I know. That was going to be like the whole bonus episode thing. And then we never did that. Yeah. Well, we don't know if people like it or not. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. But yeah, but this is We Drink and We Know Things. The podcast. Yeah, man. I'm Tom. And I'm Andrea. Man, good to, good to see y'all welcome today. Good or to welcome hear from y'all. Back. Good to look at y'all. Hope everybody's staying safe as per usual. Still uncertain times. Yeah. They just uh, announced that they are canceling uh, Thunder Over Louisville Ugh. here for the year. That's which, a big hit for the city to take. Yeah. That's like, you know, part of our big derby festival. And yeah. I think it's, if I'm not tripping, it's like the biggest fireworks show in the US. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what yeah. I've heard. Not the world. I don't think it's the but world. But the United States. But the United States, yeah. Somebody fact check me. And normally we get to freaking go watch it on a dope ass yeah, boat on the water <laughs> with your work. Yeah. So we're actually really fucking bummed that it's canceled. Yeah, this we've year. had a. But it, it, to be fair, we've had a great experience the last two years. So it's, you know, we were due for a setback. I think a lot of us were due for a setback. A lot of us weren't. But, you know, that's how life goes. But I think they're still going to do the derby because they can run that, like, without people yep. in the stands. But, I mean, it's just like. It's just such a big thing here. Like, it's such a cultural... And I'm sure lots of different places have those. Yeah. You know, like, pro teams and stuff like that. But we don't have we don't have any pro teams in no. Kentucky. Like, so I think the biggest sporting event that we have is the Derby. derby. People go <laughs> well, absolutely we, and, apeshit. And basketball, I mean. We yeah, have. but I mean, it's, it's, it's a worldwide event. The Derby, I mean, is worldwide. Everybody's watching. You can't say that for every, you know, Colts game. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are watching. Yeah, I mean, celebrities come for it and shit, so... Yeah, it's like a big thing, you know. So I think it's a, it's a it's a strange time. It's a strange time everywhere. I hope everyone is safe. Yeah, I hope everybody's doing good. Yeah, man. We're just we're just keep on we're keep still kind of hold up. Sorry, the creatures are distracting me. Yeah, they're they're a little frisky right now. We might um, have to pause. We we have an, another gem to man. watch. It's not quite a my like my normal like movie gem, but mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. discovered a. I think this one was, you could say this one was more like at my behest yeah. for us to watch this. Yeah. It was a I don't documentary. even remember how you found it. Man, you know, I have been seeing the screen for it like the past couple of days when I've been browsing and I assumed it was an older film because mm-hmm. the way that the packaging looked. Yeah. You know, the way sure. that the logo looked. Yeah. The way that the picture, the graphic, the, it is everything. really old footage. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, go ahead. I mean. Oh, it's called, um. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. It has nothing to do with Disney. <laughs> that, you couldn't get past that. <laughs> that a was a big Earth piece to Disney, it for you. you know. But yeah, it's like a documentary, but it's of a thing <sighs> that happened like way back in the. It was the it actually 80s? it started it started in like the seventies, but yeah. it didn't come to fruition until the nineties. Yeah, and it's I, we won't say anything about it, but it's just like. The, Whoa! It's it's crazy. I didn't know that this thing happened. If you've seen Biodome. Listen, I've never that, seen that shit actually happened in real. I, I didn't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like I know things. We drink and we know things. <laughs> we did not know I this. I had no idea that this happened. And to the degree that it happened, yeah, they, like, in the way that it happened. They basically try to create a, um, a dome thing yeah. that it 
would make everything you need to be have sustainable life on Complete another planet. Mini ecosystem with an ocean and yeah. a desert and like all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it was literally founded by a, essentially a traveling group of of really brilliant hippies. That There's like no other way weird to put it. Actor. Yeah, they had a weird thing so going weird. on. But it was it was just something I had never heard about, and I would like definitely recommend. There's certainly like it. some culty vibes. I don't oh, care yeah. what you say. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Why it's a ra- it, you won't it's stranger than fiction. I don't know what else to say. I was we were watching it like the first few minutes. Like, is this is this real? Yeah. Are these actors? I and like, then you see the 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 great span of time that this took, and you're like, oh well, that's them now, and they're fucking old. So. I asked my dad about it. I was like, do you know about this thing? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, it was I mean, unprecedented for the time. The idea was that if we were to ever colonize Mars, yeah, or they would just the take moon, this thing and yeah, you would take it on your on your vessel there, and it's a like a terrarium on which you could continue to support everything that humans need. And that's all. It just, yeah. And just it watch happened. It. It's, and it's, it's amazing. I was blown away by it. It's really well done, too. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a lot of really old footage. But. And and the thing about it was, is they were they were like a theater group. So they were always filming. They were mm-hmm. always yeah. relentlessly filming. Yeah. So a lot, you get so much original footage of yeah. everything coming together. And, and they're always so weirdly artistic about doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the woman, when she said that she would go jog around the facility, it's like a whole six shots, uh-huh. six different shots of her, like just leaving her house is a, a crazy thing, man. But watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. And then that new Pete Davidson movie came out, I think, yeah. today. We might no, go watch that later. Tomorrow? I, don't think it, I thought it didn't come out until tomorrow. When are we? It's Thursday. No, it's Friday. Fuck. My days are off. What day? Of the, what, what day? It's Friday. The? The 12th. Shit. Could I wouldn't have had any idea. I've been still working, so I don't know why I'm having a hard time with time. Yeah, right? Man. What else you got? Um, well, I don't know. If anybody watches Vanderpump Rules, I do. Same. Um, on I Bravo. Don't. I don't. A bunch of the cast members just got fired, which I found like... Fuck around and find out, bro. I, I did. It's all, it's all racist stuff. Yeah. They all, they all had different racist things. It's Stassi, Kristen, and then the new two new guys, Max and Brett. They're all fired. Busters. Bravo, like put out. Don't a be a fucking form, buster. Don't say. Ra- don't be a fucking racist. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't put positions out as a rule and, on the show. And, but like, another, don't be a fucking racist. Well, man. another thing that like in the podcast world, Stassi Schroeder from the show has her own podcast. Yeah. And it got removed from all platforms. All platforms. And I she mean, was saying, yikes. "I'm taking a break." You the fuck you right. You yeah, are. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I think I think you are because You're you uh, have to. <laughs> but I mean, you gotta be careful what you say. Yeah. Fucking just. Come on, man. And you're fa- if when you're famous, you gotta watch what you say. If if you're anybody, you well, should. yeah, no, I mean, like if you're if you're famous and don't want to lose your fucking, it's you know, I think it's unprecedented times. People suck, and it's it's definitely a time of change, and it's time to change. You know, I just want to make sure that I'm on the right yeah. side of history. Is all I can say. And I hope if anybody's out protesting, that you're doing it safely and not following the following the steps to stay safe. Doing fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah. We had some, you know, protests near our house actually. Yeah, we did. But. Oh my god! Oh my god! What about that that guy that tried to get in? The car? Oh my god, dude, dude! So we go to the liquor store. Yeah, we need a lighter note here. We have so we have a liquor store dangerously close to our house. Yeah, so we could walk to it. Really. It's uh, it's terrible. And this dude, we see this dude. Tom's about to go in, and we because the the drive through is like hella long. It was I think or something. And, yeah. and this guy's about to go in, and he's like fucking folded, like he is faded. You could just see. I mean, he's like kind of. You could tell he could like barely like. Yeah, he walk. popped out of the back of a sports car. Yeah, he got out of the back of a car. And that that it had to have been an Uber. We're assuming it was an Uber had because he's in there, and I'm sitting out waiting for Tom to come back out. And I follow the dude in because we watch him go in. Yeah, I was like, he's gonna fall over. And I've been 
I've been in the game for a long time. I've been a bartender, so the the obvious signs of drunk were there, and then another just whole oh my heaping he portion of faded. blackout. He couldn't stand. He couldn't so walk. He comes back out. And I see him kind of turn, like, to go back to where that car was. Because it was gone. But then that car was gone. The car left. So I'm like, oh, did he Uber here? And, like, they just peaced out and left him. And so then he turns around and starts walking, like, towards my car. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I see him start getting really, like, looking at the car like he thinks it's the car he's supposed to get in. So I, like, quickly lock the door. Ugh. And he comes over and tries to get in the back seat of my car. That's a fucking let's not meet. I was like, what the fuck is that? And I'm just like, I'm not looking at him because I'm like, oh, like, I locked it. Thank God. Because the dude would have definitely gotten in the back seat he and just, like, passed so the fuck out. He was so absolutely So delirious. he goes and he sits down on the sidewalk right in front of my car and starts waving his arms up at me. Oh, I'm no. just, like, not looking at him because I'm like... What the well, fuck? obviously, and I didn't know what to like. I didn't want to. I was just waiting for you. I figured I'd wait for you well, to come back I, out. When I went into the store, he like fucking vanished. Yeah, he poofed. I didn't know what the because I go towards the. I have like the same. I walk the same beat every yeah. time I go into yeah. the store, and so I walk my little thing. And there's this other dude, and he's looking for beers, and he can't find what he's looking for, and and I just grab a few things, and and I don't see him. And then it, he ends up in front of me in line to check out. Yeah, and he's like holding his back, and he's grumbling and all, the, acting like he's got a hurt back. Oh and he my god, yeah, it wasn't a hurt back. I mean, my was, dude was blast. I'm even looking at the cashier like, don't fucking. And I'm like, well, him. at least he's just sitting out. I guess he after the, he bought two more bottles of oh, whiskey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He bought two big bottles, and I was like, well, at least he's Jesus. sitting on the sidewalk. So like, the, the people at the liquor store can, can yeah. Take worst care case of him. scenario, you know, but hopefully that guy's safe. But Jesus, he was so drunk. Oh my god, if it had been at night or something, yeah. I probably would have. I don't know, but it was the middle of it. Oh, and I come running up out of the store like, oh, oh my God, that, that guy was, was so faded. And he's sitting right like, beside me, right me as I'm saying. And I'm like, I, no, he's not. What are you talking? I didn't even see him on I the texted sidewalk. you. I texted him when he was in there. I said, hurry up, dude. Just try to get in my car. And Jesus. he didn't see the text. So he got in the car. He's like, that dude was so faded. And I was like, yeah, didn't you see my text? You're like, no. I was like, he tried to get my car. You what? <laughs> I was like, he's gone. I was like, he's right there because i was looking for where the car would have been because obviously i thought he would have got back in the same yeah but imagine being the uber driver that picked that dude up well i'm wondering if he just was like fuck getting paid i'm not taking this dude anywhere yeah. he's fucking faded yeah but i mean come on that's kind of the point of buying an uber or getting an uber yeah <laughs> yeah but there also is a, a level of like you i guess they should the have refused too. him service at the liquor I was, store. I, was, I was looking at the chick like, mm-hmm, yeah. and I think she probably just thought I had indigestion or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I, hopefully that guy's safe. But that was a fucking crazy experience. I am just so glad I locked my door. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's trying to get in my car. <laughs> and I didn't look at, I couldn't look at anything like the car he got out of. No, it was like a black, like Mazda, not even a no, because you drive a Mazda. It was like a black fucking yeah, I don't fast know. car. I don't know. I don't yeah. know shit about cars. I was just like, uh, yeah. So dude, Let's not meet. Let's not <laughs> You drunk ass. Yeah. He's still hung over from that drunk. Oh. That was like a week ago. He's probably still drunk. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is a weekly podcast, so sorry we uh, we suck at that part. We were supposed to put out an episode. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, well, yeah, there's yeah. no point in mentioning it. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know. It is what it is. You get them when you get them. <laughs> but uh, last time, I apologized for my really long, horribly horrible story about was just- Sylvia Likens. It was a story worth being told because people need to know it happened. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was, was just, right over the bridge too in Indianapolis. Yeah. Indianapolis. Indian apple <laughs> sauce. But this time we're gonna do Back to two the stories again because yep, yep. Tom didn't prepare one for him to do in a single episode. <laughs> but it's okay. My new mind was gonna be super long that last one. So yeah. But I think you're going to go first, right? I because am. I technically went first last time. Yes, and your story was close to home last time. Yes. Yeah. So is mine. Ooh. Yes. Oh, um. What are you? Before you get into it, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking wine. 
I'm drinking Cabernet from a box that we purchased at Trader Joe's. Yeah, I'm drinking rosé, but it's not Boda Box, you guys. No, Andrea found out that we got that Trader Joe's hookup. Did she go in there buy 10 boxes at a time? I bought three. It was amazing. Because it's not close. We got there. She was so stressed out. Wait, I think, did we talk about this on the last episode? I probably, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I think, I think we, we did. But I, we were going out there mm-hmm. and they were going to be closing in like five minutes. No, I yeah, that just rushing. happened. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. that, yeah. But I think I, I'd already tried this rosé. I don't know. I got your mom on it too. She likes it. Oh, nice. <laughs> but it's like half the price. Yeah. And you get it's good more shit, wine, too. It's you? good shit, yeah. I've been slurping on this box for a while. Like, anyway, clear, clinkies. Little, little bit of a... Oh, that, that alarmed the Dalgo. Well, fuck. That could be bad news for us. Yeah. At least it didn't shoot, scare a fart out of him. Like, <laughs> he always usually farts everywhere. Give it a minute. Mm. So. Okay, I'm excited to hear your story. Got a little tale for you this evening. It's been a while since I've heard one from you. Yeah, it's been, it feels like I've been a minute since I've done one. <laughs> All right, so it was dusk at the old Sutton farmhouse on that summer night in 1955 when Billy Ray Taylor, a Pennsylvania man visiting friends in Kentucky, walked to the well for a bucket of water. And that's the only... Th- I'm not going to do that through the whole thing. Please I just don't. really wanted to... I just felt like I had <laughs> Wait, to get so that out. so you're not going to give me like the... Oh, we're in it, buddy. Like, like I'm telling you the story of... like I'm, Okay, yeah. I'm telling you the you story to, I don't of remember. the Kelly Hopkinsville incident okay Mm. (laughs) for years people like him across the country had been reporting odd sightings in the night extraterrestrial signs so strange that even the government was investigating so you're talking about project blue book probably so when a bright rainbow light streaked across the tree line and landed in a field behind the home emitting a hissing sound taylor was convinced he had seen a flying saucer Okay. He ran back inside the house where his wife and nine members of the Sutton family at first laughed off his frantic claims. That's rude. Quite rude. He was just going to get you guys some fucking water. I bet he forgot the damn water, too. (laughs) They're out here thirsty. They're laughing now. They're more thirsty. Then came the silvery green glow of otherworldly creatures with undersized bodies and oversized heads. Ew. I don't like that. (laughs) eyes bulged. And their arms stretched. I thought we weren't doing that. Far too long. I thought we weren't doing that. That was a different. No. All right. (laughs) They had not fingers. No. (laughs) Just tell your story. (laughs) But claws. Okay. Okay. So Taylor and his friend Elmer Elmer. Lucky Sutton, who grew up in the Kelly farmhouse. I'm sorry. Elmer Lucky Sutton? Uh, Yep. Elmer Lucky Sutton. All right. I don't know if he's related to the guy, like Sutton, the moonshiner, but... That comes in. There's some shine in here. Oh. Uh, Sutton, who grew up in the farmhouse, went through four boxes of 22 pistol rounds trying to fend off the aliens. So what was happening? What? what was happening is they see the spaceship, you know, off in the distance. Sure. And then what happens is droves of them start trying to invade their house. So. I don't like that. They're blasting these ugly dudes. Also, that's kind of rude. For them too. They didn't even. Yeah, I don't know. You I don't try to talk to them. I don't know if, the, if there was a negotiation. There's, it's never spoken. It's just like, like shit was on, they, like right out of the gate. Were they shooting lasers out their uh-huh, fingertips. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like if they weren't harming you. Well, we don't know. I can't speak to that. But uh, so that was according to the Kentucky New Era that he went through four boxes of pistol shells trying to fend off these aliens. How many is that? <laughs> it depends on how big how box? big the boxes oh, yeah, were. So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a hundred. That's crazy. That's a shitload of rounds, though. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, the two men 
shot wildly through the windows and barn doors from a perch on the roof. One of the little men grabbed <gasps> one of the people inside. Also, in my head when you said that, I was like, oh, open the window. Obviously, they opened the window. Like, yeah. They shot through the window. <laughs> Soon the farmhouse. Oh, sorry. So one of the humans, and I'm told it was one of the kids that was there, ran to the police and said that they needed help. Oh. And after the after they had finally gotten to the police, they said, we've been fighting them for four hours. What? We've been fighting these aliens or these beasts oh or whatever God. for okay. four hours. I'm sure the cops were like, sure. sure. Yeah, buddy. Soon the farmhouse was swarming with about 25 people. Did you people. say one of them grabbed? One of them grabbed grabbed one of them at one point. But I can't. I, okay. It's just, it just one of the yeah, in, yeah. one of the details okay. of this of this uh, encounter. Yeah, incident. Mm. So soon the farmhouse was swarming with about 25 people. A collection of reporters, police, sheriff's deputies, state troopers, and U.S. Air Force. But I've wow. also heard that it's also, uh, it wasn't actually Air Force, it was Army. But there's there's like Fort Campbell is like right by there apparently, so really close. So yeah, all kinds of fucking cops. Yeah. Military. Um, from the, you know, everybody saying that's what happened. They stayed for several hours, but apparently found little that proved the frightened family's description of an alien shootout. Okay. Well, except for all the bullets yeah <laughs> neighbors and town folk claimed that their gun battle was nothing but a fictional 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 tale <laughs> drummed up for celebrity a sighting blamed on too much moonshine mm. the family was they also apparently had a reputation for that oh being some boozers well and apparently the people 20. that were the hey hey the people that were visiting from pennsylvania were traveling circus folk that's just what i'm told so, yeah. Uh, so the family was so harassed and threatened that they ended up leaving town 10 days later. They moved away. Jeez. You know, they left. So Geraldine Sutton Stythe, the daughter of Elmer Sutton. Now he was Elmer Lucky. He was the guy yeah. blasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't learn about her family's legendary encounter with the little men until about 20 years later when a duo of researching the duo that there's some dudes researching the shit tracked down her father and started asking questions. And he told them the story. So, Stythe huh. told the Louisville Courier-Journal oh. that the last three living people who were there that night in 1955 won't talk about it. But she actually has made it her life's mission to make sure the story gets out and gets known. Oh, well, that's cool. So, she's she's largely credited for uh, starting like a like a festival, the Little Green Men Days festival that happens in, in Kelly County in Kentucky. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, we'll talk more about it in ow, a little bit. Ow, ow, sorry. Ow, the cat's calling me. So, yeah, they, they they so essentially they claimed that these aliens were attacking them for nearly four hours. A, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor claimed they had been shell- shooting at twelve to fifteen short, dark creatures who repeatedly popped up at the doorway or peered into the windows. Ew! No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. So yeah, like since they were, it was actually four city police, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and four military police. And it just so happened that by the time they got there, yeah, they they were they all, were already gone. So I guess they didn't actually they over all those shots they didn't hit any of them, or if they did, it didn't phase them. So yeah, I think somewhere in here I'll talk about it, but okay. it says that they they definitely know they said it sounded like a, hitting a steel drum anytime <gasps> oh, they would hit one of them. That's and scary. like that they would like bleed light, like green light would come out of their bodies. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So residents of the farmhouse included Glennie Lackford and her children Lonnie, Charlton, and Mary. <laughs> what was that? Charlton. <laughs> Langford, her children Lonnie, Charlton, and Mary, two sons from a previous marriage, Elmer Lucky Sutton, John Charlie J.C. Sutton, 
and their prospective wives, Vera and Aline. Aline's brother, O.P. Baker, and Billy Ray Taylor and his wife, June. June. His wife, June. June. <laughs> yes, George. Both of the Taylors, Lucky and Vera Sutton, were reportedly internment carnival workers that were visiting the farmhouse. Okay. The next day, neighbors told two officers that the family had packed up and left after claiming the creatures had returned about 3.30 in the morning. Ooh. So the people that were, you know, the, the homies that were there to see them peaced out in the middle of the night. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I mean. Yeah. They were like, we're in the circus and we haven't seen anything crazy with shit like that. Hey, buddy. I'm, I'm, hey. I've seen a freak show, buddy. I ain't. That was some real shit right there. It also reminds me of that, like, American Dad episode where, like, the Christmas episode where all the, like, Santa's oh, elves yeah. are, like, assaulting them. Oh, God. Yeah. So, the family's claims received widespread coverage in local and national press. Early articles did not refer to little little green men. The color was later added to some newspaper stories. Estimates the size of the alleged creatures varied from two feet to four feet, such as uh, and details such as large pointed ears, claw-like hands, eyes that glowed yellow, and spindly legs later appeared in various media. Mm, okay. Mm, yes. So some explanations? Yeah. Psychologist Rodney Schmaltz. Schmaltz. Schmaltz and Scott Lillenfield. Okay. Cite the <laughs> alleged incident as an example of pseudoscience and an extraordinary claim to help students develop a critical thinking skill. It is plausible, if not likely, that the aliens, because we're in those, those quotes, mm -hmm. were great horned owls. And there is some evidence that the eyewitnesses may have been intoxicated. I think there would have been a lot of attack. owl carcasses if that was the case. Yeah. Woohoo. Because they don't just emit light when you shoot yeah, an owl. Yeah, it's crazy. Committee for Skeptical Inquiry member and skeptic Joe Nickel notes that the family could have misidentified eagle owls or great horned owls, which are nocturnal, fly silently, have yellow eyes, and aggressively defend their nests. According to Nickel, meteor sightings also occurred at the time that could explain Billy Ray Taylor's claim that he saw a bright light streak so across there was the a, sky. A big meter and then a bunch of owls came to attack them. Yeah, that makes sense. I too. would still blast on those owls. That sounds terrifying. Those could be no. alien owls. Hey, you don't know. According to author Brian Dunning, there are simply too many similarities between the creatures reported by the families and an aggressive pair of the local great horned owls, which do stand about two thirds a meter tall. So everybody thinks that it's owls. But they didn't say that they had wings. Right. They had claws for hands. Oh, well. And big old heads. Heavy feet. But you would think an owl. Even still, if there are 12 to 20 owls attacking my crib. Yeah. Jesus. Even if I am drunk on moonshine. <laughs> or whatever. So French ufologist Renoir Leclerc. I don't know if that's how you say it. Okay. Uh, also <laughs> argued in a publication that the explanation of the case is a great horned owl. Uh, yeah. Ufologist Jerome Clark writes that supposed creatures floated through the trees and the sounds of bullets striking them resembled bullets striking a metal bucket. Clark describes an odd luminous patch along a fence where one of the beings had been shot and in the woods beyond a green light whose source could not be identified. Okay. However, this description was consistent with Foxfire, a bioluminescent fungus on decaying wood. Okay, so it was a meteor, then a bunch of owls, and some... Shroomies. Shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even still. Okay. Even still, buddy. Yeah. Maybe they were on some shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Clark also wrote that investigations by police officers from nearby Fort Campbell and civilian ufologists found no evidence of a hoax. But they didn't find. But, but that doesn't mean they anything. found any proof. 
However, Brian Dunning reports that the claim that Air Force investigators showed up the next day at Mark Langford's house have been published by numbers of times, but I could find no corroborating evidence. So he's saying all these reports, and plus it's a it's an army base. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so you know, well, what are you Fort do? Campbell. Yeah. <clears throat> Donning also observes that the four military police who accompanied the police officers on that on the events were from an army base, not an air force base. Okay. So that kind of throws a lot of the initial reports into like what? Because yeah. it was army, not air force. Yeah. So some ufo ufologists. That's how you. That's how you get over a verbal fumble that always <laughs> throw an accent <laughs> okay. on it. Some ufologists compared the alleged creatures to gremlins, which have since often been referred to as the Hopkinville goblins in popular Ooh. culture. Yeah. Ufologist Alan Hendry wrote, This case is distinguished by its duration and also the number of witnesses involved. Project Blue Book listed the case as a hoax with no further comment. Huh. So, in popular culture. Well, like, was there, like, a police report? I'm sure there was, yeah. But I didn't see it. You know, I'm sure it was just like, um, these friggin' dudes are, you know popping their guns off at three o'clock in the morning yeah 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 for well, I'm, shooting their yeah. guns for four hours at a time being in the 50s 50s right they wouldn't have yeah like arrested them for 55. that if it was just out they were just shooting out in a field out in the field in kentucky yeah no fucking way no yeah that happens all the time yeah so the kelly hopkinsville sighting is the origin of the popularized words little green men prior to this sighting flying flying saucer occupants were called little men Little Green Men were limited to the science fiction culture, in particular Mark Reynolds' The Case for the Little Green Men, which happened in 1951. But they're saying that this is like one of the main, this is where Little Green Men, the term, comes from. Wow. Yeah. And in Frederick Brown's Martians Go Home in 1955, also, I guess, a reference of Little Green Men. Yeah, okay. But the day following the sighting, local reporters starting to call the creatures Little Green Men, and the words were soon reproduced in many newspapers, quoted on the radio, and translated into other languages. Mm. So I guess that's where that term kind of caught fire, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool to know. Yeah, that is cool. So yeah, this is what I was saying earlier. The Kelly community now celebrates the anniversary of the event on the third weekend of every August, with an event called the Kelly Little Green Men Days. I would say we should go, but it probably won't happen. I went to their website because like so because <gasps> so, we also have the um you know the Goatman festival in uh-huh, Kentucky too, uh-huh. which doesn't happen every all the time. Uh-huh. So I was like, I wonder if this is still a thing since they've been doing it. And the the chick I was talking about earlier who wanted everybody to know the story, yeah. she's the one one of the people that started this festival. Oh wow. Yeah, and you can literally just go to Kelly count like it's Kelly co kentucky.com mm-hmm. and the first thing you see is little green men days wow because i guess they had a, ca- a comic-con there and they've had this and it, it's essentially just a festival you know there's rides and food trucks yeah and, and, but everybody's dressed up like aliens and they have alien <gasps> no, installations yeah there's a lot oh of cosplayers and stuff it, yeah seriously wait do, so when you looked did it say it, it was canceled it was canceled due to covid this oh. year yeah but Let's get a gaggle and go next, next year. year. Let's go. I it's a little bit of a stretch down. for us. You know, it's in Western Kentucky, so it's a good that's good probably, little ways. It's probably like four hours away. Nah, it was something I like think that. Like, Hopkins near like yeah. Fort Campbell. I think that's about. Oh, shit. That's where I went that one time. Yeah, it's, it's really far, far. Yeah. Yeah, I went there Unless for work I'm once. Unless I'm totally that's, messing up. No, I don't think you are. That drive sucked. <laughs> but uh, for so, little green men days. Yeah, and, I, and it, it's it's been going on for like. A lot of years. Yeah. So it's still going on. I wanted on. to look it up. That's awesome. I took some screenshots from the website that I'm going to throw on our Instagram just because oh, cool. they're cute. Like, and they have like one style of alien that's kind of like the official uh-huh. like thing of the festival. 
And is it like the epitome, like what, like the kind of, yeah, what you would expect to see? Yeah, you can tell like some little old Martha painted it on something. Her little old husband cut out <laughs> on some wood, and they just kind of stapled it around oh. a few places. It's super low budge, but that I think is what makes it fucking cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's literally like a little county fair looking thing. That's fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, also the 1986 movie Critters is loosely based on the Kelly Hopkinsville case. Uh- yeah, wow. with all them little critters. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the Pokemon Sableye, introduced in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, is based on the goblins described in the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. Holy cow! In the games, they are animated with a swaying or waiting motion based on the creature's reported gait. So I guess they moved. That like, sounds kind of more fucking... like an owl. <laughs> yeah. well, guys, it, it might have been some owls. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be that guy. I want to... I'm like... What is it? Uh, X-Files? Yeah. Was it Mul- was Mulder the dude? Scully and Mulder. Was Mulder the dude? Because he, he wanted to believe. Yeah. But he didn't believe. I don't... I just, also, I don't how I really after the first it. episode do you not fucking believe... We should redo the X-Files. Redo? I don't think I ever watched it. You never did the X-Files? I mean, I like... I, I, I That's wa- like you never having done Highlander. That blows my mind. I think I've watched... I, I would watch some episodes, but I couldn't tell you, like, about it. I want to believe... Okay. Uh, <laughs> in the Pathfinder role-playing game, which is essentially D&D 3.5. Oh, yeah. For those keeping score. Okay. The Hopkins, a type of gremlin from the Bestiary 5 book, is based upon the goblins in the encounter. Hob, Hobbs. like Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, Hopkinsville, yeah. The Kelly Hopkins- Hopkinsville encounter was the basis for the Annoyance Theater musical. It came from Kentucky in Chicago. What What did they... Did you just call it Annoying? That That's the name of the... Th- for the Annoyance Theaters oh. <laughs> musical, it I came from Kentucky. Really annoying, uh, oh, okay. I want to know more about this musical because if it's about a bunch of yeah. aliens invading a house in Kentucky, I would just love to think. I would love to see uh-huh. what these Chicago people think we're like. And also, Western Kentucky moonshine. Like it was probably very peak Kentucky in up, the fifties too, bro. Can we hit up Adam? Adam, and, and make him, find the musical, bro. <laughs> please audition and be in it. No, let's so reproduce it, <laughs> and we'll make this. We'll make the sequel. Uh, daggers, the daggers of the ki- what was it? Uh, the yeah. daggers of the kitchen or whatever the fuck. <laughs> that uh, movie recommendation. That'll just be the sequel to 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 came from Kentucky. Also, the American television series Project Blue Book's fourth episode, second season on the History Channel, focuses on the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, first airing February 11, thousand twenty. So that's a recent episode. We should go watch that. I should have watched that yeah, before I did this. This could be a, this could have yeah. been a longer also, experience. Also, the daggers of kitchen fires. Yes, that's where the gremlins get into the house. <laughs> Start a kitchen fire and they all have daggers. Amazing. So that is just a little piece, um, oh. a little primer on the Kelly Hopkinsville incident, which happened in Western Kentucky, and the they're also known as the Kentucky Gremlins. That's so cool, man! Wow. Boom. When I went into this, I thought it was a cryptid story. Oh yeah. I didn't yeah. know that it was extraterrestrial when I first heard that, like the tagline. Huh. I didn't know that it was aliens. I think. Well, I thought when you said incident i didn't know if it was going to be aliens or i not. guess it i guess it's more of an encounter honestly the thing that freaked me out the most was when you said he was going towards a well at night i was like oh no what's coming out of that what's well? coming <laughs> the ring yeah wells are so scary man you have one at work and yeah it's so, so I, creepy i've been working third shift and i walk i probably talked about it but i drive a security detail yeah. and i drive down to this one little uh right by the right by the river right by the, the, the creek and i have to drive straight massive well i have to drive straight towards the well I'm just like, Which is, something's going to come up. Yeah. And then I got to turn to the left to turn around. And as I turn, my lights like kind of span this cornfield. 
and I it hate is the, it. at three o'clock in the morning when you've been up for like and you're 20 all by hours yourself. Uh, and there's nobody to fucking talk to and you're listening to scary podcasts yeah. <laughs> and you're listening to scary stories because i'm a fucking idiot so creepy oh uh, i was listening to the left right game on one of my overnights one of the biggest mistakes in my life yeah. i was so skeeved out yeah but also I think one of the things that's so scary, like even if you don't put any merit to it, it's like the idea of what happened is these, you know, shitload of people hanging out at this house. It's a lot of witnesses. Yeah. It's not just like one person. And there's some kids involved too. And I don't think they were nipping on shine. Yeah. I well, mean, they probably I don't were. know. In the fifties. <laughs> Shit. I was in the nineties. <laughs> but you know, and I, I think that you see this guy, I can, I can see it all happen. You see this guy going to the well for some water. You see a fucking shooting star also, crash. Also, he was going to get water. He was sobering up. He was. Get, they needed to hydrate. <laughs> they knew the morning was coming. Um, you see, you know, you see a, a, a meteor or something crash, yeah. and then a few minutes later, green little green creatures are attacking your home or something, yeah. or something. Seemingly, I, I don't know, man. Like maybe they just got very skeeved out and imagined it. But again. It's a weird thing for a lot of people to imagine to the point where you send your child to the police department. Yeah. In the initial story that I read, they were like one of the people. They don't, they failed to mention that it was kids. Like it was, it was like the the kids that were there went. Yeah. And that was at like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. They probably woke them up. It was, they probably started battling these guys. Oh, I guess the gunfire probably woke them up. Yeah. (laughs) I think the whole surrounding, well, I, I, based on my knowledge, it was probably of, of Western Kentucky, pretty rural area. Yeah. You know, yeah. outside of Bowling Green, there's shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a it's a pretty rural environment. For sure. Which is a good thing, because they were shooting a bunch of... Just blasting 22 yeah. long rifle rounds. Just out in the field. Well, however many... I mean, I got case, I got boxes that have 100. I got boxes that have 50. So yeah. it's like, it was either 400 rounds or 200 rounds. Either way, that's a shitload. Yeah, for sure. Jeez. And well, get a better you- caliber, you dingus. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder you weren't getting anything done. Oh my! Well, good job. Hey, man. You know, I That's thought interesting. I'd, I thought I'd contribute a little bit to the and podcast. Now that I know about that festival, we're looking that up. And when it, yeah, because there's a Mothman festival, which mm-hmm. is is a is a cryptid. I I just yeah. I want to desperately cover, but you, it's one of those like I'm just it's too big to yeah. Like, you got to do it right. It was like the Sylvia Lykins story. You got to get a whole yeah, episode to it, dude. probably. And there's the Goatman Festival. I know. We need to like... We, we know to... the guy that runs it. We met that guy, yeah, Michael Book. Yep, yeah, yep. he runs that festival. We need to make a list of them all and then next year when... Just just do like a tour. Are ha- or the world is happening again, we can Ooh. go to them. We'll get like remote recording equipment and just record episodes at the festival. There we go. That'd be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Like go it. mad. Go nuts in the comments if y'all want us to do that. Because <laughs> y'all be going nuts. In the comments of what? Uh, anywhere you listen. <laughs> email hit us up we do the spiel every episode yeah oh speaking of speaking of promoting the show yeah oh yeah we forgot to say this at the beginning um we are gonna be on an episode of hillbilly horror stories oh if you my listen. gosh um jerry called us and uh we did an interview about the show mm-hmm. like our, mm-hmm. our podcast mm-hmm. and then we told um a story together Yes, and um, it was a good time. It was so fun. It's going to be like on, it's like he does a show. I think it's going to be on Wednesday. On his Wednesday shows, and then yeah. at the end of those shows, he does. Those guys are absolute inter- machines. They're putting out episodes oh all my God, the time. Yeah. But he interviews like other shows, and so we um are so excited that we got to be a part of it. Yeah. And we don't man. know when that episode's going to come out, but just if you listen, you know, keep an ear out for yes, us. Let us know what yes, you think. Yes, And you'll get to 
just another little bonus thing to go hear our voices. A little, little bit more of this. <laughs> if you hadn't had enough, it was fun. Mm. We had a really good time. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. I, we really appreciate Jerry. He's done. A, he's done so much. He more than more, more for us in regards to this podcast than anybody, anybody other than us. For sure. Know? Yeah. So thank you, Jerry. Thank you, you're, Jerry and Tracy. Hey, you're a sweetheart, Jerry. <laughs> All right. All right. You ready for a story from me? Yeah. Well, I'm not. I don't know you. if I am. What? I'm just kidding. Of course I am. I'm not going to give you just one. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a little compilation. Oh. Um, there are a few horror films where or whose production was allegedly plagued with strange occurrences. Oh, shit. Dope. I am here so, for this. I'm gonna this is going to be so much cooler than Gremlins. Oh. <laughs> no. So I'm going to give you accounts from cast, directors, and crew members, which include incidents that occurred... After the film's release or during or whatever uh, that, um, you know, may or may not have some truth to them or whatever. But, I mean, it's basically I'm going to give you stuff that happened while filming and before and after horror movies that people who were in them or direct them or whatever think. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me start. I got lost. (laughs) I'm going to give you accounts of things that happened in different horror movies okay. that make people who are in them or directed them believe that they were real plagued or haunted or, or fucked like because of the movie sure. fucked up shit happened. Okay. You got, I just want I you to know, sense. Jesus, I've been, we've been together almost eight years and I've heard you say a lot of sentences. I had one typed out and I didn't <laughs> like it and I tried to go about it a different way. Okay. That was one of my favorite sentences <laughs> that <laughs> took <laughs> you six minutes to say. And I'm going to give you my sources because I got stuff. Um, from a bunch of different places. I got from flavorwire.com. It's my favorite kind of wire. Independent.co.uk. Know them. Love them. Therap.com. Howstuffworks.com. And insider.com. Dope. I didn't cite my sources because I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like, I found like a couple like main articles, you know, and I like took from them and then took stuff from other articles and just kind of made a little compilation. So some of them are really basic. Some of them have more to them than others. So. I'm going to start with Rosemary's Baby, which came out in 1968. That's, I've never seen it, but I've heard it's I've, fucking... You know what's crazy? It's like one of the legendary scary movies. I've also never seen it. Well, we're not doing that tonight. Don't no, even no, fucking no. look at me like that. No, we already have plans for a movie after this. Okay. Not in a theater, but... No. Um, so I'm just going to give you like, you know, it's not like a f- story. I'm just going to give you like little like, Come on counts or whatever. So producer William Castle, he received threatening letters following Dick Castle. the film's release. Yeah, I guess I could go that way. Um, one read, this is so weird, bastard, believer of witchcraft, worshiper at the shrine of Satanism. My prediction is you will slowly rot during a long and painful illness, which you have brought upon yourself. Jesus. Yeah. And the same guy was convinced that Roman Polanski's uh, movie, the Rosemary's Baby, um, that after its release, uh, oh, that it was cursed. He was so convinced that it was cursed uh-huh. that after it's released, he was hospitalized with kidney stones and after experiencing hallucinations during his near-death experience, claimed to have seen the film's lead character approaching him with a knife. Roman Polanski this happened to? No, it's Roman. This was William Castle, the producer. That happened to Roman Castle? <laughs> Roman Castle? <laughs> that happened Jesus. to William Castle, yeah. He, that, he came down with that? Yeah, he he had the hallucinations and thought because he thought that the movie he was the producer. So that dude, but it was Roman Polanski's movie. Yeah, right, right, right. So he, but he, so he was like he was so convinced that Roman Polanski's movie, The Rosemary's Baby, and he got sick. 
Yeah. He was hospitalized with kidney stones and had hallucinations and a near-death experience where he saw the lead character approaching him with a knife. Gee, my And name. during one emergency room visit, he reportedly screamed out, Rosemary, for God's sake, drop the knife. Oh, right? I am very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, also, during the filming of Rosemary's Baby, the lead actress, Mia Farrow, received her divorce papers from Frank Sinatra. I mean, I think that's just something that happens. See, I, but come on. It could be a cursed movie. I, I didn't even know that. I, in that, did I didn't even know that chick. Way. I didn't even know the lead chick in the movie was married to Frank Sinatra. Um, I think he was married a few times. Composer Christoph Kamida died of a mysterious brain injury after filming. And the following year, you know who Roman Polanski was married to, right? I do not. Oh my God. Yes, Sharon I do. Sharon Tate. Holy shit. Who was killed in the Manson family murder. Jesus. Right? Yikes. Because that's all I have for Rosemary. So hold on. In the beginning, who said that the, that all that shit was going to happen? What? It said that you're cursed. You're going to get sick. It was just a, a random threatening letter that the producer got from a random Just person. out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. Because of the movie like. And I a guess. bunch of like, bad shit happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I, this is a, this is very intriguing. Yeah. Good, good job, buddy. Yeah. I I was just. I heard about like this th- movie that apparently is is cursed. Uh-huh. And like people like get sick or die from watching it or something my okay. sister like sent me an article and i was like googling like curse and i was like oh there's like a bunch of movies that have like backstories of like weird things that happened when they were filming uh-huh. and, and there's a lot more than what i'm gonna cover so i might cover this again like i've done with well, there's like there's it. so many movie like mm-hmm. lo- so much movie yeah. lore you yeah. know like the dude there's, hanging in um, wizard of oz wizard has definitely of oz. got a lot of i didn't cover yeah. i didn't cover wizard of oz in this one but um we could probably do a whole fucking episode on there's a, apparently also a superman curse did you know this Yes, something really terrible happens to so everybody that plays, plays Superman. Superman. Yeah, I didn't yeah. cover that one either, but I read about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next I'm moving on to the the original The Exorcist that happened in 1973. That movie, still very impactful. And you know how fucking scary it was to people in 1973? I can't imagine. Yeah. That was probably like, because now there's now there's like all kind of macabre and there's like yeah. all kind of gore and this and, and that, yeah. but the level. And there's tons of horror movies. And it was like, it was done with a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was a well-made film. Like if you, it's a well-made film. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. I hate a scary well-made film. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Well, it was so scary that there were reports of audiences fainting and vomiting. It was very common occurrence right after the release of this movie. <laughs> yeah, because she's terrifying. And she vomits everywhere. It's so, she's Ah. Ew. So oh, scary. I didn't like that hand gesture you just said. Well, she stabs herself in the fucking thing with the fucking cross. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the movie, uh, this is crazy, also made national news, okay, uh-huh. when a 16th century church across the street from the theater where the film was premiered was struck by lightning. Shut the fuck up. Causing the cross. Turn the podcast <laughs> off. We can't put this shit out. <laughs> It caused the actual cross to fall to the ground. Can you imagine coming out of that movie and the cross is like laying on the ground after you just watch somebody get possessed in a fucking movie? Every one of them are nuns and priests. That is so terrifying. They've changed their... That is so That was such a great premiere. (laughs) Can you fathom coming up out of the theater... Church on fire, fucking... I mean, because that would cause a fire, like... And of all the places for it to get struck, it got struck on the cross. That, Jesus. That's crazy. I, got, I need a different catchphrase for this episode. This is not... Going- yeah, no, don't do Jesus. Oh, my God. I mean, but honestly, that is... Yeah. What? Yeah, I know, right? What um, if we put something into the cultural zeitgeist with that movie, that's man? Not even that's all a of whole it. thing. It's not even all of it. All of it. 
Um, Ellen Burstyn, the in the was in the movie. She had spinal injuries, and Linda Blair also had a lot of onset injuries. Uh-huh. I think I read somewhere that Linda Blair, when she she had to do a lot of that, like you know, jerking in the Is bed. She a kid, yeah. Like the convulsing and the, uh, I think it like really like fucked up her like she had the injuries and stuff from that. Uh, yeah, because back in the day that was probably they couldn't. Yeah, they didn't have it, a strength coach for you or or not, a, a, a a dummy or something. Yeah, they couldn't um do special effects like that. Yeah. I guess. Um, also, the Exorcist star Ellen Burstyn, who I was just talking about, detailed a terrifying incident in which a fire burned the majority of the 1973 horror films set to the ground. Despite it destroying the interiors depicting the McNeil family's home, it somehow left the bedroom of the possessed Linda Blair Shut the Reagan, fuck up. Shut the um, fuck inexplicably up, untouched. Ooh. This is why possession and exorcism shit is like, I don't know why, but to me it's the scariest. Well, it's the scariest. What's the term? Uh, philosophy. It's, it's it's just terrifying to me. Dude. Yeah, like uh, otherworldly things. Oh my god! Like metaphysical. Like I, you oh, can't. Con- so you have scary. no control. I know. That's why whenever you're like, we should go like do ghost hunting. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want something to get attached to me. My house is not haunted. I don't want to bring it home. <laughs> I, I hate possession. I know. Shit. I know you do. I hate. I know it. you do. Well, get this. Oh. <laughs> Nine people died during the shoot of The Exorcist. Nine seems a bit much yeah, according for to, a film. According to Entertainment Weekly, uh, the story of the film's production actually became the subject of an E! True Hollywood Story episode because there was so much shit that happened so and so many, many people, people died. God, at what point? Yeah. I mean... Actor Jack... Mc- maybe after, like, the fifth person died, you should be like, maybe let's... Yeah. Let's, let's look it up. Like, is, oh, did you guys really need to call OSHA? Like, what <laughs> Like, what do y'all need, man? Do y'all need... Because y'all need to do it. It did end up being, like, the scariest movie of, like, all time for a long time, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, we must have put something into the cultural... Like, it had its... Seriously. It's like American Gods, yeah. almost. Like, we created Ooh, it, and, and so it is. Ooh, and she walks down the stairs. Why are you so even... Why are, we, why are we even... Why would you do that? <laughs> we don't do... We don't talk about that. Okay. Actor Jack McGowan played the Doom director in the film Burke Dennings and succumbed to the flu shortly after filming Wrapped. Oh, shit. And lastly, Billy Graham claiming the actual physical film. Oh, sorry. Also, Billy Graham claimed that the actual physical film that the movie was printed on was infused with demonic power. I'm very interested to know the basis because that could explain the whole whole bit, couldn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Well, also, yeah. Where'd you get the film? Why didn't you just get regular film, buddy? <laughs> Why'd you get demonic film? <laughs> there's, your, there's your first sign you right really there. Really needed the the energy to be proper. For Roman Polanski was just like, get the get the demonic film. He didn't do that movie. Fuck you, right? <laughs> he did Rosemary's Baby. He consulted. I don't know. I heard did. that he consulted. I don't on even the know who did. Um, the Exorcist. I should probably look that up. Somebody scary. Somebody that just, somebody that just the, the, like even the scenes with like the priests walking in, like the whole movie is just so haunting. I think it's a timeless film. Yeah, it's hard. It's even hard for me to look at like when you see pictures of her all in the ex- like even all. when she's like behind the scenes, it's like fucked up. Like oh, it's just like like stills from the movie creep me out. Yeah, she's she looks so gross. When Commanding her- performance yeah. by such a young person. Oh hell yeah! Holy shit! Yeah. Okay, next we're moving on to the original, um, The Omen. Because a lot of these movies have been remade, you know. The Omen's about the little boy that's the Antichrist, right? Yes. Okay. It was made in 1976. Papa's the president or whatever. And it was apparently plagued with a lot of terrible incidences. And they are, there are a lot. And this is kind of crazy. Lead actor Gregory Peck and writer David Seltzer were on separate planes 
that were both struck by lightning on the way to filming. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Not even on the same plane. At first, I read that. And I was like, oh, my God, they were on the same plane. They got struck. No, they were on different planes. What? I don't know if it was, like, same night, different times. But they, they both were on planes that get struck by lightning on the way to filming. And the producer, Harvey Bernhard. There you go. Was almost struck by lightning himself in Rome. That's insane. Okay. What the fuck? A lot of lightning. Um, A lot of fucking lightning. Uh, uh, what are the odds of getting struck by lightning and then both the fucking, the lead actor and the writer were on plane, different planes yeah. that got struck? Eh, I don't know. Uh, the stuntman standing in for Peck during the famous rabid dog scene, which I don't know is. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the original. Um, was, I th- Actually, I think I have, but it's been like a full elbow. I've seen like the remake with Julia I watched Stiles. it with my mom like back in the day. Yeah. But he was actually attacked by Rottweilers that bit through the protective gear he was wearing. So. Yo, so if you're an actor, I was like, just don't be signing up for these scary movies, man. Well, he, that was a stunt man. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse, he, he signed up for it literally. Uh. Uh, Peck, uh, Gregory Peck, the lead actor, was also almost boarded a flight during a trip to Israel, one of the locations during the shoot that they they were like, oh, you, we these businessmen need to get on it and fly it, so you guys later, you know, we'll get on a different plane. Sure, it crashed and killed everyone on board. Shut up. Yeah. So that movie almost probably wouldn't have even been made if he had actually been on that plane. Oh, so I'm not getting on planes if everybody's getting struck. No, 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 no. I'm not going to be a part of a scary movie and get on a plane um, about demon shit. Yeah, I know, right? Also, it's sadly, It's always the demon shit, man. Gregory Peck's son, Jonathan, committed suicide several months right before oh, no. filming. So, I mean, you can't really. But it's still something that's tragic. It's quite probably tragic. already had the script. Yeah. Um, a zookeeper on set to tame baboons was mauled to death by a lion the day after completing their work. No. Yep. This is really fucked up. This next one really fucking gets me. So after filming was completed, special effects director John Richardson and his assistant Liz Moore were involved in a serious car accident and Liz Moore was decapitated. The gruesome incident, which happened on Friday the 13th in 1976 okay. mirrors one of the Omen's most violent scenes, which was also a decapitation. You can't get through one of these podcasts without cutting somebody's head off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so creepy. Yeah, and that's what happened crazy. on Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Mm. Richardson, apparently, John Richardson, the assistant, or I mean the director, claimed that he awoke to see a road sign in his view showing the distance to the next town down the road. It happened to be the Dutch town of Omen. O-M-M-E-N. Omen. Stop it. And the distance was 66.6 kilometers away. 666. That's, that's great. That's insane. I mean, if that's real. If he yeah. actually. Well, that's, that's, but that's part of the fun of this shit. Like, yeah. You, I want to believe. I mean, and the town, but, but he, you could physically look up where they crashed and see if it was the town of. Yeah. You know, see, see, Omen. Yeah. 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 That's so scary. But if it was 66.6 kilometers away. Yeah. Though. Well, and it was like. Some, it, like, when, that's the kind of shit. That's like the, the only sign I need to, like, just be like, I got to go join a monastery. Yeah. Like, I got to go. Well, and when like, change over into miles, it's not creepy. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that converts, so I can't. I don't either. But somebody was like, Yo, but what's that in kilometers? Oh, oh, oh. I almost said kilometers. It's kilometers. <laughs> Isn't that the same thing? I don't know. You just kill. Kill. Uh, kill. Kill. Six points. Stupid. Um, the director, Richard Donner's Hotel, was bombed by the IRA. 
Wow. Which is the Irish Republican Army. Army, yeah. Army. Yeah. The Army. <laughs> Get a giant in. The Irish Republican Army. Um, and lastly, a planned excursion by some cast and crew to a restaurant was canceled when the restaurant was also bombed. Gee, man. A lot of men also had to do with the location. You know, and the political climate, which, you know, I think we could all but appreciate still, right now. still, the creepiest thing is, I mean, there's a lot of bad shit that happened, but chicken or getting decapitated just what the f- and the up. same thing fucking happened in the movie yeah and it happened on a friday the 13th yeah Ugh. of that year that um next i'm gonna talk about the original the amityville horror movie oh fuck there's nothing nice coming for us on this one you know am i going in actual like um year order i don't know man are you I have so far. I didn't do that on purpose. What do you know? I didn't do that on purpose. Um, okay. The Amity Phil horror obviously is based on the paranormal experiences of the Lutz family after moving into a reportedly haunted house on 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York, because I talked about There's this before. There's a haunted house on Ocean Avenue. Where yeah. Are you? So it was really sad. It's, it's Remember I talked about the Amityville? Yeah. I did that. I covered yeah. that. We've covered a few things now. But not, not the movie. Right. The, but yeah, I knew that there was like some haunted shit with the movie too. Uh, James Brolin, who didn't believe in the Lutz's story, claimed it was a ghost. Um, there was a ghostly presence that pushed him into appearing in the Amityville Horror. Like, huh? He was thinking about okay, this is really random, and I don't know why. Thi- like, he was thinking he he didn't believe the Lutz's story. That's fucking Thanos, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's Thanos. Oh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, Thanos. yeah, yeah. Um, he so he was thinking about doing the movie, right? He had the script. Yeah. And he said a ghostly presence pushed him into doing it because he was thinking about the role when his pants fell off of a hanger in his bedroom and it startled him, causing him to almost hit his head. And he was like, oh, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> all right. I mean, that's kind of a reach, but I, I mess with it. Andrew just fucking Sorry, turned all the lights, lights on. on. I can't fucking see anything it's, it's starting to get dark. It's starting to get darker. Anyway. I'm kind of a subterranean creature, man. I like it kind of dark. Um, also, you know that Ryan Reynolds did the, the remake. Yeah. There's been a ton of remakes, but he did one of them. And he said that he was in the 2005 remake, that he would would wake up at 3.15 a.m. like all the time. Oh, shit. He would always be woken up at 3.15 a.m., which is known as the witching hour. Um, that would be every morning without rhyme or reason. It's kind of creepy. That would stress me out. Yeah. That's all I got for the Amityville. But still. Still. You know. Still a bit, still bit of juice. Um, bit of, okay. Bit of meat. This one has got a lot, and I actually have thought about even covering this for a whole episode because there's so much about it. Okay. Got any guesses what movie it is? None. The Poltergeist. Oh, uh, okay. Or Poltergeist. That's not the Poltergeist. It came out in 1982. I'm totally doing these in order. Good for you, I baby. didn't even do that on I'm purpose. I'm proud of you, man. Um, so over the course of the original Pol- Poltergeist trilogy, several cast members died tragically. Um, in 1982, 22-year-old... Dominique Dunn was murdered by her boyfriend shortly after the release of the first film. Mm. I think he strangled her to death. I can't remember. Oh, nice. Um, many believe the curse was sparked by the use of real human skeletons as props. <gasps> yeah, plastic ones were more expensive to make. Than real skeletons. So they just got real ones to use for the movie. Jesus. Yeah. That's fucked I mean, up. T- if it's true or not. Also, apparently somebody said that there there was an exorcism porn on porn <laughs> i mean hold up can we get can we go down that road there was an exorcism, exorcism porn, porn. <laughs> I have ne- i've been around the block i've never heard of that oh god that's disgusting 
No, that there was an exorcism performed uh, on set. Okay. By Not somebody. An exorcism I couldn't find any details about that. No. Ew. Oh. Child star um, Oliver Robbins claimed he nearly died after being choked by the arms of the evil puppet featured in the 1982 <laughs> film Poltergeist. Y'all better not. And a few years after the film was released, this is really sad. I don't know if you knew about this, but um, the young actor Heather O'Rourke died from cardiac arrest and septic shock caused by a misdiagnosed intestinal uh, stenosis. She was only 12. Oh, no. This is weird. In one scene in the film, her brother, Robbie, played by Oliver Robbins, who I just was talking about, has a poster for Super Bowl, what's XX11? 22. <laughs> Sorry, I had to think about it for a second. You did great. Has a poster for Super Bowl 22 in his room, like in the uh-huh. scene, which would take place six years later in 1988, and O'Rourke died the day after that Super Bowl in San Diego, the same city where the game took place. Damn! That Just is kind of like crazy. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like premonition of like you're gonna die yeah those it's like some of that stuff is just like so coincidental you're kind of yeah for him to just have that that why would he have that poster in his Uh uh-huh if it didn't even happen for six years later yeah in the movie you know what i mean yeah it's crazy the deaths of will sampson and julian beck are also frequently tied to the curse as well um but both died of long-standing medical problems sampson was 53 and died of complications following a heart slash lung transplant in 1987 and Julian Beck died at 60 of stomach cancer in 1985. But oh. That's just going to happen anyway. But if you want to just tack it on there. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I get it. <laughs> this one I've actually already talked about, but I'm going to revisit it because it just falls in there. The Twilight Zone, the movie. It was funny because mm. when I brought this up to my dad, he was like, oh, the Twilight Zone movie? I was like, yeah, because it's in when I did, I don't know if it was the first time I did the list of unusual deaths. It's on that list. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, It was in 1983. A tragedy hit the Twilight Zone movie uh, when director John Landis, who fell out with co-director Steven Spielberg due to unsafely cutting too many corners during production, he pushed ahead with a stunt despite windy conditions. And when a helicopter flew out of control, it came crashing down right onto the uh, precise precision, precise position. I mean, anybody would have biffed that. Where actor Vic Morrow and two child stars, Mika Din Lee, seven years old, and Renee Shinyi Chen, six years old, um, were killed so by the whirling blades and falling debris. The incident, um, which actually saw Landis having to face charges. but I mean, rightfully so. He was acquitted um, of manslaughter. Because he got a lot of money. It did lead to greater regulations in on-set safety, though. Well. But yeah, I mean, that's just like a tragic Still doesn't bring those fucking, fucking people back to life, man. I didn't even... And, but the thing I didn't know about this when I talked about it the first mm-hmm. time was that it that the director had a falling out with Steven Spielberg on yeah, that. Of course it was Steven Spielberg. Yeah, right. This one I don't know I know anything about this movie. Maximum Overdrive? I know this movie. Uh it's Stephen King. Nineteen eighty six. Uh, it's about the cars. It's about the cars that come to life. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's about cars that come to life and kill people. Um the actor Laura Harrington said yeah because it's stephen king's said that she always felt like someone was going to die on set and that the cursed film saw near-death experiences for cameramen and stuntmen as well as a hurricane which hit the set during production um camera assistant sylvia giulietti nailed it nailed it quote every day we had security because the movie was a very dangerous movie which i mean you know 
Mm-hmm. That one's just kind of lame, but I just... No, I get it. Dangerous movie. It was about cars coming alive and killing people. It was super dangerous. Yeah. Um, okay, this one's kind of fun. Uh, the movie Ghost. Mm-hmm. In 1990. Mm-hmm. What, the dog fart? <laughs> <laughs> He's wafting. One of the biggest actual Hollywood urban... Sam, I'm going to... Urban legends goes that the Poltergeist star that I just talked about, Heather O'Rourke, uh-huh. haunted the 1990 film set of ghosts. What? Yeah. Crew members claimed to have continually heard the footsteps of an unseen figure as well as a child laughing. Nope. Yeah. The film was shot on the same soundstage where O'Rourke... O'Rourke or Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know I'm keeping it. Well, it was filmed on the same soundstage where she had filmed scenes as the child actor. That's crazy. So she could be coming back to be like, I remember Guys, when I acted here. <laughs> let me show you how to make pottery. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Stop it. I don't want to hear it. This in, movie's so scary. It's actually, it's just like a little baby. It's this nothing. movie scared the shit out of me. I Came remember this movie so well. In 2005. It actually did freak me out. And I don't get freaked out by those The movies. main chick is from Kentucky. Yeah, I know. She's, yeah. Also, yeah. so fucking scary. Well, apparently, the lead star, Jennifer Carpenter, who you just were saying was from here, mm-hmm. she was haunted by a ghost that seemed to have a taste for the musical because she told... Uh, Dread Central that while she was working on the 2005 film, a radio would continually turn on by itself whenever she got home. No. And then I read in another article, they were like, did it happen at, at like the witching hour? And she was like, no, but I was born on the witching hour. It was like weird. That's metal as fuck. I was like, okay. I was born on the witching <laughs> hour. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. But yeah, she apparently thought, felt like she got haunted from while she was doing that movie. Which, yeah. you know, in the film... She gets woken up at the witching hour, like, Every a night. Lot, That's I think, how right? I learned about the witching hour, actually, is oh, that yeah, film. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember... Which, I, I went to see that... I probably... Is it 3.15? It's like... I feel like it's 3, 3 a.m., 3.15. I thought it was 3... Yeah, I don't know. I remember I going to see that movie coming home, and I wasn't... I didn't tell anybody I was seeing that movie. I'm, like, old enough to have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was, like, 16, 17 when that movie came out. Yeah, it was 2005. Yeah. You graduated so, yeah, I was, high school in 2006. Yeah, so I was, like, old enough to go see a scary movie. And I remember coming home being so shook. I woke up my sister and was like, hey, man, can you fucking kick it with me? Yes. <laughs> no, nah, the other one. Helen. Yeah. And I was like, can you kick it with me for a few minutes? Because I uh, oh, just had a really I bad remember, time. Well, I don't remember. I Fuck remember. Me. It just I it watched fucked it, me up, man. Like really late at night by myself. Great plan. And it definitely got me. I was still living at home and my parents' house was totally haunted. It's like the part where she's like standing up and sit and genuflecting. Like, so, because you actually covered it, I yeah. think. Like you covered no, the actual the, true story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the story that's oh Anna, my god, Annalise, Annalise. I can't remember. Her name. I don't know, man. But if so, the, that movie fucking impacted me, dude. It's creepy. You should watch it. We're n- I'm never gonna watch that. If you if you ever try to get me out of the house, put she that did, movie. I don't on. like. I dare her, you put that movie on. She was good at doing like the yeah, like faces scared. and crip. Yeah, crip. Why am I having mm. such a hard time with words? I don't know. We've been oh, drinking all day, so that's probably it. No, I haven't. This is only my second glass oh, of wine. Oh, we haven't. You have. <laughs> you got to go first. I was drinking through yours. Ew. Okay. Um. Next, I'm gonna talk about The Ring Two, in two as it came out 2005. Second one didn't get me. First one got me. First one fucked me yeah, up. Yeah, just like little girls crazy. The ending the fucked me. The ending lame. was like one of the naturally scariest moments I've experienced. She's just like in the well. Ooh, no, wells! The dude is like, the dude like accidentally plays the movie and she crawls out of the TV and kills him at the end of the first movie. Yeah. That's how it happens fucking to everybody. Yeah, but it was, man, all right. <laughs> no, it was creepy. 
the watery death of Samara in the ring actually made a freak incident happen during production on the film's sequel. Really strange because the entire set flooded. Lead star Naomi Watts also claims that she felt odd vibrations on set that she couldn't explain. Mm. She was in the second one, too. I guess. I thought she was the lead star in the first one. Am I tripping? No, I think she was. I think she was in... I guess she was in... I remember watching the second one and thinking it was weak and remember that the first one fucked me up. You watched the second one? I've never even seen the second I've one. I've seen the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, next I have... Um, in t- I know these are just little things on some of these, but they're still creepy. You're doing a like, great job. Like, the fact that the f- it flooded, like... And it's like, well... Yeah. yeah well, uh, all, well, she's always, like, wet in the water. Yeah, yeah. Insidious, which came out in 2010... It was Insidious's hospital set where strange incur- occurrences seemed to go down, apparently. Numerous members of the film's cast and crew complained about feeling unwell whenever they stepped foot onto set. Is that the one where the kid, it was about the, the kid and the dad, and they were like, he, he was like astral projecting and shit. Yes. That fucking movie, when that when he's sitting and right? sleeping in the room yeah. and, the, and the dude walks back and forth, back and forth. And then one of the times when he walks back, he's in the fucking, he's like outside of the room and he's walking back and forth. You see him through the window, back and forth, back and forth. And then one of the times when he comes back, he's in the fucking room, like looking at you. Ugh. Oh my God. Yeah. Good God. Um, there are also claims that a buzzer from an unoccupied floor of the building would continually go off. No. Um, and what was causing it remains unknown. <laughs> I mean, when you're filming shit like that and you're bringing in, you're doing fake seances and shit. Like, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. Right? What do you expect? I mean, jazz. Okay. Uh, next, I have The Innkeepers, which I've never seen. Not familiar with this It came one. out in 2011. So, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm saying it's not that old. Right. What? Now that you just went full shit's creek just then. You, <laughs> <laughs> David. 2011. Um ah. A lot of the cast and crew associated with the innkeepers experienced paranormal activity in the form of lights switching on and off for no reason. Doors would swing open and shut, frightening those who were present, obviously. Mm-hmm. Cast members even received phone calls and that when they answered would have nobody on the other end. There's... Ugh. Yeah. The hotel where the sh- the movie was shot, the Yankee Peddler Inn in Connecticut, is known to be a hotspot for ghost hunters. Great. Um, which... Yankee Peddler Inn. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I read it. I think we're going to get past some of these Ooh. terminologies at some point, I think. So the director, T. West, uh, did an interview saying, I'm a skeptic, so I don't really buy it, but I've definitely seen doors close by themselves. I've seen a TV turn off and on by itself. Lights would always burn out in my room. Everyone on crew was ve- had very vivid dreams every night, which is really strange. Which, like... You just saw that and you're still a skeptic? Yeah. Uh, the one story that is the most intriguing to me, in the film, the most haunted room is the honeymoon suite. That's where the ghost stuff started in the hotel. The only reason I picked that room that I, the only reason I picked the room that I picked to shoot in was because it was the big enough to do a dolly shot. No more thought went into it other than the pure technical reasons. So when we're finishing the movie, I find out that the most haunted room in real life is the room I picked to be the haunted room in the movie. Of it could course. be a coincidence. It's weird that it happened that way. Yeah, that's the end of that quote. Um, but also Sarah Paxton, who was in the movie, would wake up in the middle of the night thinking someone was in the room with her. Fuck. I wonder if they were like staying in the hotel. Uh, while yeah, they were like staying there as well. I wouldn't be surprised, right? Oh my gosh. Ew. No, thank you. Okay, next I have The Possession from 2012. Okay. 
Uh, it's a film produced by Sam Raimi. That's how you say his name, right? Yeah, he's the guy that did the Spider-Man trilogy. Well, this one is um, I bring up because it's loosely based on the terrifying experiences endured by Haxton and the previous owners of the wine cabinet, which has become known in some circles as the Dybbuk Box, the Dybbuk Box hey. which I covered like way in the beginning. Way in the beginning. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who starred in the 2012 film, didn't believe in ghosts before filming, um, He but walked away convinced that they were real. According to the film's stars, odd occurrences plagued the set, which included the explosion of light bulbs and cold breezes following them around. And the possessed box at the heart of the film was later destroyed in a storage facility fire. Jeez. Probably for the best. Probably for good reason. Okay, moving on to The Conjuring in 2013. Oh, don't have to say key stretches. Big stretch. <laughs> uh, James Wan, the director... It was based off of real-life ghost hunters, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, mm -hmm. investigating the haunting of the Perrin family home, a farmhouse plagued by generations of death, disaster, and a possessed doll. Sorry. On some of these, I give like a little bit of what the movie's about because some people might not know. The movie left some audiences in the Philippines with such a fright that they there were priests available at screenings to bless viewers and provide counseling after they saw the movie. No way. That's <laughs> like, crazy. Wow. Okay. Uh, Vera Farminga, the, you know, the, you know, she is. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who played the real life paranormal investigator, Lorraine Warren, uh, was so uneasy about making the film that she left the script outside of her house. Despite this, one morning she woke up to find three slashes on her laptop screen. Stop <laughs> The eeriest thing, though. What? Yeah. Happened when the family whose real life haunting the film is based on visited the set. Crew claimed that a, quote, strange gust of wind followed them wherever they went. And this strange gust of wind apparently put Carolyn Perrone um, in the hospital. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and. Um, oh, and sorry, the director, James Wan, his dog would be tormented and growling at invisible intruders and stuff like at the <gasps> set, so. There's nothing worse than like your critters seeing some shit that you can't yeah, see. Yeah, ew, they oh, know, buddy. man. They know. Oh, buddy. Um, okay, there's a movie in 2013 called Return to Babylon. I don't know anything about this. I don't either. It's silent film, Return to Babylon. It's probably why we don't is know shit about it. It's used to have captured demonic activity on film. What? Did I say used? Is to have captured. <laughs> <laughs> to have captured demonic activity, apparently. Director Alex Monte Kanawati. Okay, nailed used it. Used an old school camera with black and white film that he mysteriously found in a bag. But when he watched back what he'd caught on camera, the lead actor's faces had morphed into demonic looking creatures. Shit. That's scary. That's really scary. No, thank you. Yeah, no fucking way. Um, okay, now I'm moving on to 2014, the movie Annabelle. <laughs> Have I covered that? I the think so. The real story of Annabelle yeah, the doll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you did. Um, she's actually like a uh, Ag Raggedy, Raggedy Ann. Ann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Annabelle's director, John R. Leonetti. Nailed it. Yes. Claimed to have seen, quote, three fingers drawn through dust on set multiple times. And this is scary because the demonic doll at the heart of the film has three fingers. Ooh. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm out. Yeah. 
Peter uh, Sarfran, the producer, went on to tell The Hollywood Reporter about some strange going-ons during the film shoot. He said, quote, We shot in this amazing old apartment building near Koreatown, and we had some funky stuff go down. Uh, in particular, the first day that the demon was shooting in full makeup, we brought him up in the elevator. He walks out and walks around to the green room to where we're holding the talent. And just as he walks under, the entire glass light fixture falls down on his head. And in the script, oh. the demon kills the janitor in the hallway. And it was totally freaky in the same exact location where the character is killed in the movie. Jesus. Like that happened in the that's same. That's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? Yeah, that's out of control. Ooh-wee. Okay, I have two more. Come on with them. 2018, The Nun. Uh, Annabelle isn't the only conjuring spinoff uh-huh. you know and this one apparently seemed to have some fucking creepy shit going on with it too the director um cory hardin says he saw two men in a room he was filming in at a castle in romania after completing the take he turned to go to the men assuming that they were members of the crew and they were completely gone um chillingly nope. they would have had to pass him to leave the room uh, yeah i don't like that ugh, i would I like shit that my pants dude Okay. That would be like one of those things that like you realize in a like late. You're like, what the? Oh, oh, Come on, wait oh. a minute. They would have been a pass me. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my gosh. Okay, lastly, this is a movie that, um, a cursed movie that never got made. Okay, it's called A Tuck, A-T-U-K. Okay. It was supposed to be a movie about an Eskimo in New York and had four different men attached to play the lead while in development. Uh, John Belushi, Sam Kinison, John Candy, and Chris For. Farley all died shortly after entertaining negotiations to be in the film. What the fuck? Yeah, the movie um was about to be filmed when uh the actor Sam Kinison had actually I guess he was the final one. He was like, the guy. Yeah, he um demanded creative control of the project and wanted to rewrite major parts of the script. Then allegedly threatened to intentionally do a bad job acting if he didn't get his way. Um then there were lawsuits but it all came to nothing when he died in a car crash holy shit yeah jeez so that's just a little thing of some movies that have some crazy creepy shit that happened while they were filming every one of those was pretty pretty fucking cool yeah i mean even if it was just like one incident where like the somebody sees somebody and they're all in like scary movies so like right you know it would have been one thing if it was like you know fucking charlie and the chocolate factory which also a dark film but like you uh, know, like yeah. if it would have been a completely like benign film, yeah. you know, like a, a romantic comedy where bad shit is happening. Yeah. But it's always like this stuff, uh, d- demonic possession and evil yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's all really creepy movies. Yeah, those are all like metaphysical. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I tried to go through multiple sources too because I wanted to kind of sure double up on the accounts, you know, to see if it wasn't just like one random source that said yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. But I've thought about trying to cover the Exorcist just... As, as, a, a, whole as a whole episode, thing. because yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unbox. I've heard that there's like so much with that in Poltergeist. Even the fact that those films got made, and 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 the energy that they bring, and the the, the story. I mean, yeah. you could you could talk about that for ages. But yeah, those are some creepy, creepy. Good job, buddy. Movies that got haunted, or creeped out, or plagued, or cursed. <laughs> all of them. All of them. I thought I would try to go a little lighter from my last episode. So. We appreciate you. <laughs> well. Thank you all so much. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, continue to stay safe. Wash mm-hmm. your hands. Mm-hmm. Email us. calmly. <laughs> yeah, nicely. protest calmly. Do and the right thing. Email us at we nice drink and we know things podcast at gmail. 
look out for us to be on Hillbilly Horror Stories. We'll mm-hmm. update you when we find out what episode we're going to be on. And yeah. let us know anything you want us to cover. Rate and review us. Hit us up. Please leave us some uh, five-star reviews. Yeah. And we'll see you guys soon, man. All right. Uh, bye. Bye.